Oh, yeah, hey, what's up? Sorry. This Sorry. is an audio-based podcast, Mo. We don't like looking at you. We like listening to you. Didn't see you there, people. Of Sorry. Flag plus football. I was, I was sniffing some uh, sugary donuts in my... Uh, Sugar is code for cocaine. Yeah. Donuts is code for more cocaine. That's right. Welcome to Calling the Oddwell. Hi. He's Del Rizzi. Eagle, a little bit annoyed. Hello. <laughs> I mean, As we like to start every show. I live annoyed, so uh, this is just Lenoid. regular. Yeah, exactly. Eagle's annoyed like normal. Mm. Which we, uh, like it's awesome. weird when he's happy. Well, he was happy a few minutes ago. Then we took it away. Yeah, yeah. His eyes lit up. Like, oh my God. You guys see I got to teach peas something on the internet. Yeah, which yeah. is most things. Yeah. Um, how to connect to Wi-Fi was the teaching of today. As we are now... Is um, it Wi-Fi or Wi-Fi? I'm wifi. still learning. Wifi. Oh my God, please. So what 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 do we call this round the 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 knockout round or the qualification qualification round? round. Yeah, there's like such a uh, high end word for such a normal thing here of qualification round. We play the same teams over again more or less. But uh, actually, I play all different teams. Yeah, no, except true. for Coed. Coed, right? Doesn't same. Although place. I get to play the Rock, I didn't get to play them first round. We get to play them now. So there you go. So we are now uh, we're almost at almost at the halfway point, right? The uh, FPF uh, Cup season and uh, well, halfway of the regular season, in any case. We just right. passed it. We, we have what December twelfth is the finals date, and we are at December sixteenth of this uh, recording. So, just a little bit more than I don't know, uh, four weeks left. Mm-hmm. And then we're done. And then we have winter season coming up here. Uh, before we get into this whole show, uh, rules committee, uh, Eagle, any update with that? Uh, I know you can't reveal rules yet, but uh, I mean, technically, I can. But you can yeah, who's stopping us? I mean, nothing. I can tell you what we changed. That would I be won't. I, that would be all. Tell us what hasn't changed. Uh, almost tell everything. Us, tell us the, th- the rules that got refused. So there are a few that were just straight up refused. One of them, which was actually a point of contention, was a change uh, of what happens to field position after a safety. So today, if you're the defense and you get a safety, e.g. sack the quarterback in the end zone, in their own end zone, you get two points and your offense gets the ball at your own 10. There was a suggestion to put the ball at midfield. We considered it, but we voted it down because we felt that already uh, uh, FPF, as much as you can consider a safety a defensive play, you're putting your offense in such an advantageous position already in yeah. the fact that you've denied them a possession, scored points, and you get the ball, that getting it the ball at midfield is like, too much of an uh, offensive advantage at that point. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. I think uh, most most offenses are quite proficient from half field. I, I would say like even dip five and up, that's... I. I we don't have the stats on this, but I'd assume it's probably in the 80%. Well, to, to clarify, the rule is supposed to be if it's safety inside 10-yard line. Inside a 10-yard line. Like, as for a punt, you know, like how a punt goes to midfield. Mm-hmm. If you're sacked when the ball snapped inside a 10, you go to midfield. I mean, but most safeties are... How do you not get? End. How do you, how do can you get a safety like a, what a twenty yard bad snap yeah, into the it, end zone? I've That's done still it. a safety. Well, you're not gonna, you're gonna have two different types of safeties. Well, yeah, it's a safety. You rule it as this is where you get the ball. Two points and you get the ball here. How long was the rules meeting yesterday? Uh, about two hours. Jesus. Did uh, well. That's that's great. Usually that's actually, actually more. I think we it was two and a half. Because usually when we do it in person, right, it's like three and a half, four hours, and Rob tends to buy us the wrong food when certain people don't eat meats. Uh, another rule we declined was. A rusher jumping offside is a dead ball whistle, of which we voted no fucking way. How stupid are you, Mocon, for suggesting this is well, a rule? No, it happens all the time, though. No, it happened but yesterday. No, it's, no, 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 it's, no, it's technically never a penalty. 
it never is. Some some quarterback. First of all, it's not a penalty as is. Second of all, some quarterbacks know that and use that to their advantage, and it's part of the game. Of the game. I do it all the time. I I, I would say, um, I try it every game, and in three to four games it works, and it buys me time on on like a third and twenty or or fourth and fifteen. On a third and twenty, this, a dump off for four yards. Yeah. But e- e- look, either way, I'm not throwing down field. But I want to at least get the look. Of course, of course. So. uh so there, there were rules that were passed, though, overall. How many rules were passed that we will see in the coming weeks? Uh, quite a few, actually. So, uh, Can you give us one rule this, that will uh, really perk the uh, ears for those who might be intrigued? Uh, so one thing we've changed is the idea of rusher protection. Um, as you're aware today, once the center actually sets the ball down for the snap, the rusher can change sides or he loses immunity on that play. We've made a slight change so in not, that— immunized then. I mean— you can't change side to basically you have like rusher immunity essentially. Well, right? it depends. Like, do you take Invermectin or yeah. do you get the actual vaccine? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we've changed it now such that if after the center sets the ball, the rusher has to be in his position. If the offense changes its formation or kind of like its positioning, the rusher is allowed to shift over. So, for example, everyone gets to the line. You're in base formation. Center sets the ball down. Rusher is on the right so side only, of the So the offense is only considered set when they're in their final formation. Pretty much. So and, and at that at that point, the rusher the, if, cannot change sides. If the if the offense shifts its position once the center has been set, essentially the the rusher can contain can keep immunity regardless of what side he's on. So he can change sides if he wants, and he will still can uh, maintain the immunity essentially. So um, here's a tip for uh, new quarterbacks starting to play the game, uh, tier three or or guys even substituting in tier two. Um, when that happens, when you see the rusher change side. What I do personally is I walk right up to the line of scrimmage. I point at him and I turn to the refs and say, he has no protection. He has no protection to make sure that we all remember this after the play. So because it's happened that referees do forget. So funny enough, based on the new wording right here, that would actually allow him to change sides now by you walking towards the line. Because the way the rules so if I say set, if I, if I stay, no, because I'm not changing the formation. So this is the way, this is the way it's going to be written, essentially. It's, uh... The way the, what we already have, which is he loses protection if he changes side, right. unless Team A changes its formation. A change in formation is positional change by a Team A player. So you, as a quarterback, if you're behind center and you walk to the line and point at him, technically you've changed position and I you're guess. allowed. I mean, to not really because I, I can't get a snap from. So let me get true, but technically here. that's enough. You have a base formation, two by two receiver formation, right? Mm-hmm. So the inside slot on the right side takes two steps. To his left. Technically, that's change positional change. So the snapper the rusher is now So any, any slight movement, the rusher can change his position. That is the way. It, we're going to set sheet. up standards, obviously, because part of the... Okay, wait, so let's give some behind the scenes as well. Whatever rules we vote on are more for the rulebook changes themselves, but then these also go off to the rules, like I'll call it SARS on the uh, referee side, where they update their standards, the way they apply them, they teach them to the other referees, and so that's going to be part of the standard of what is considered like true movement. Like for example, if like you kind of like you get a little bit antsy, you kind of move your feet around. Is that true movement? You actually have to. No, shift but I like will say like stuff. once in a while when I'm at the line, um, this is happening with me in Coed, for example, because it's an, it's a team that I haven't played with before. So sometimes my wides will line up tighter than I want them. Yeah. And I'll say, like, hey, to the sideline, to the sideline. That That's count. technically changing formation. Yep. So any motion by the offense is enabling Correct. We, the We're trying to make it very to... black and white on this, right? Which, so. is, which is fine. So, like, and the, the, the idea here the is... rule, do what PZ does. Just don't go to the line. Just from your position, call out, uh, he has no protection, he has no protection. 
uh, just so that way everyone on the field's aware. Your okay. snapper included, by the way, because your snapper might not have noticed it. So that's exactly it. So the reason why the reason why this rule exists to begin with is because as a snapper, you put your head down. You knew where the rusher was. As your head is down, the rusher changes sides, right? Yes. So you have no idea that he did that because you're looking down at that point. And so when you're running your route, you had planned for him to be in a certain spot, and you didn't adjust for it. What we're trying to change here is, well, you can use that to force the rusher to pick a side and then move your offensive playbook to specifically play against that rusher's position. Right. So if you're doing that, well, then at that point, you're kind of taking advantage of the situation, in which case then we're saying, well, the rusher should be able to shift and your center should be aware that you're trying to cheat the system, essentially. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, well, well, well I, I tell the snapper to run at him. So either way, I'm cheating the situation. Right. So we well, now you we, wouldn't be able to. Well, I still can. If he collides with him, though, or straight line immunity. Well, no, but just... Forces him to go around. Yeah. He he so, doesn't have immunity. So we'll have we'll have Jason Leclaire. Yeah. He's a head of our rules committee. He'll be on in a few episodes once the changes are finalized. Yeah, I'll kill a couple of segments for us. That's perfect yeah, for exactly. the show. What was what was the term you used? Uh, he he was immunized. So he doesn't yeah. have the ru- the rusher in that situation has uh, immunization, not immunity. Exactly. How about yeah. that? Uh, so he'll be on to explain yes, everything. I mean, you, I mean. Keep in mind for anyone listening right now, these changes will only apply as of the winter season. So this isn't yeah. going to change next week or something or anything like that. It's so, going to take correct. until next year. One to last point before we get to the, uh, everything we have lined up here. Should the FPF Cup be used, future FPF Cups be used as a guinea pig to test out rules? It's, if, it's, if, like, for example, the 4th and 15 onside uh, well, yeah. So the uh, so another quick thing too is the onside kick rule was actually not eligible to be instated because we tried uh, an iteration last year. It was voted down was and therefore on moratorium for a year. Although I don't mind it, because maybe you and I could draw it, draw it up for real, like all of the because we just sort of said this kind of makes sense conceptually, but I, I left it to the rules committee to find a way. Whereas now we could present it as like, hey, I think this should be the hard and like fast rule. Sh- I just think that the fall cup should be used as the test. The run. problem is that the meeting the, the, there's such a small gap between fall cup. And you know between what? spring and fall cup. Let's have a quick meeting. Let's listen, guys. Nominate five rules. Let's pick the three that we would test run for that fall cup. That's While it, we're adjusting set it, uh, ratings and yeah, uh, going through registration. That's like it's also, it's still technically a pandemic. Yeah, Sorry? It's also still technically a pandemic. Yes. Yeah. So there's a lot of other pseudo rules that are in place epidemic right now. now. I thought they downgraded to epidemic. No? Anyway. No story from that day. Uh, with the registration still going on, Eags, uh, how many weeks do we have left before they close the window on that, please? Uh, you still have a couple weeks, I believe. Okay, so early December is when they will close it, so get that rock and rolling. Divisions may already be closed. To be honest, I don't have the exact numbers, but obviously the sooner you register, the more likely you are to get a spot in the division. Let me just get the details for you. Right, as he gets it loaded up. One more thing for Laval. Uh, for those who play games in Laval, uh, look, I, I hate to be the police enforcer here because I don't want to. But we have to abide by the rules. So essentially, guys, until they change these rules, uh, there can be no fans allowed inside the bubble. And that's something that we – it's out of our hands. I know people are upset about it. Say, hey, I brought my girlfriend, boyfriend out with me. And I said, listen, guys, it's nothing I can do. It's what it is here because Laval only allows us to have 25 people per field. So that's two teams plus staff members and referees. So we can ill afford to have any extras until they change that rule. So for those playing in Laval – for at least now, for the foreseeable future, we cannot have more than the allotment of teams and the referees and staff, so keep that in mind as well. Uh, Eags, uh, an update now for the winter registration? Are we good to go? Uh, well, you have until officially Monday, December 6th, which is when we'll close registration, so and get the your teams season begins then. January 8th and 9th, right? That, that is correct. Yeah. The season so. begins on Saturday, January 8th. Uh, we go Saturday to Wednesday or Thursday um, or Eagle, whatever. I've asked this a, a couple times this week, and I uh, just want to be sure. 
the amount of games to qualify for the postseason in fall is four, correct? Quattro. And then four will be five, correct? It's four. All right. Fair Combined enough. across both rounds. Yeah. All right. So some games that really caught my attention from uh, the Fall Cup uh, this week. Uh, Team Ethnic. Team Ethnic are really starting to raise some eyebrows here, Peasler, and what they're doing in this Fall Cup version. And uh, they got themselves a pretty, pretty dandy win as I try to buy myself time as my thing is I I, I wrote about this game in my article. Uh, I, I don't find it surprising because... The I I know that the Bruins had um, Zach Swern this game, but he hasn't been with them all season long. Right. Um, the the defense of Bruins is sort of a we've talked about on this show how how it's it's a little predictable. And Benoit Lawler is not a quarterback of great repute in FPF, but he's probably one of the best natural throwers of the football in this uh, division. So if a, if a receiver's open, he'll hit the receiver every single time. He, he's just one of the most accurate passers we have, uh, I'd say, up to up to and including Division Three. Yeah, it's, you know, it, it's a good win for Team Ethnic, a, a team that's been there for a while. I know with COVID, they, they weren't back last spring season in Fall Cup of 2020, but they had that report. And, and look, you know, when you look at the Bruins and their offense, I, it could be deadly when they're on, but when there's days where – where you look at Gab Wiseman as a quarterback, he does have his off moments. And this was an off moment yesterday, uh, mm-hmm. on uh, Sunday or Wednesday that it was, where he had three INTs uh, against them. And yeah. this really caught my attention because I thought the Bruins would have won this game against Team Athnick and control that division overall. Uh, any games that caught your attention from this past week, uh, Piesler? Uh, I, I'd say um, I got a text uh, from um, – I, I want to make sure I get the first name right um, – from Dylan Dau. Because there's four of them, yeah. They all start with a D. Yes. Um, Dylan texted me. Uh, of course, we know Dylan a long time in FPF. Uh, oh, but the they beat the Ravens. Grim Reapers uh, re- beat the Ravens. He said that I picked against them four weeks in a row, and they keep winning. So I got to give them credit. Um, <laughs> the defense is actually quite good. Yeah. Um, on Grim Reapers, they they uh, are aggressive and they adapt well to what you're doing on offense. Um, and they kind of and the way their offense works, they kind of slow the pace down. And there were some weird things in this game, like Delanda who sacked himself twice. Um, so like there's there's issues definitely, um, and, but it kind of works to their favor because they kind of want these sort of slower pace, drag it out sort of games. And especially the second half of this game, uh, Joel Hull kind of wasn't really able to to, to uh, catch his receivers in stride. I think this is a sort of um, Joel Hill is still um, a relatively low uh, division quarterback in FPF, mm-hmm. and this is a lesson that everyone learns at some point: is you need to have like a, a change of pace for the second half because the defense finally has a chance at halftime to meet up. Like, hey, he's doing this, he's doing this, he's doing this. So um, he has all the skill set in the world, like the natural talent to play the position. Joel Hill has it in spades, but I think if he can reserve part of his playbook, especially. The first possession of the second half, or, right. or second possession, where he sees that hey, they're catching on to what I'm doing. What can I turn to? What's what's a spin off of what the play that I'm calling here? Yeah, I, I think you know we look at the Ravens, and now uh, he's been at the the position for a couple of years with the Ravens going back to the spring uh, spring season and fall couple last year. Uh, it's a good group of guys, right? And mm-hmm. you, you you go up against a buzzsaw. Uh, like they did in the fact that they lost the Reapers by by seven. You know, it's not a blowout loss for the Reapers, 
But I just think that that Ravens now, I think they're 2-2-1 two and two and one at this point of the overall record with what they've accumulated so far. Uh, a little bit off the target rate that we thought maybe they would be in the top four of their tier, but not right now. I think they could have that runway to get back into the picture if they can pull out the next three games in a row. And by the way, the Green Reapers play Chalk of Thunder the last game of the year in this next round of games. Chalk of Thunder, who I watched uh, on Monday in St. Laurent, they are definitely head and shoulders above the competition. That defense is nasty good, PZ. They, they took care of Eusis Diablos. Um, hey, I played against them. I, it, yeah. it was We were shocked. There's not a lot. Like, we're, we're a highly volatile team. We turn the ball over. We get turnovers. Yeah. It's, it's, it's our, kind of in our DNA. And um, they, they limited us to two scores on offense. I don't remember. Like, with this current version of Hot Sauce Sports, we couldn't remember a time previously where we only scored the ball twice yeah, scored, uh, scored twice so it, i mean it's like that's a good defense it's a good defense that's a good defense and you know uh you know nikki pap is, is like the human eraser oh sorry i thought i thought we were still on grim reapers i misunderstood oh yeah you're talking about chocolate thunder, thunder. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah well chocolate thunder is a better defense even than that so exactly. definitely yes they're the and, best defense in the division and nikki Papage is is definitely a human eraser like he's the last line of defense when it comes to certain things and he made some big stops on t- uh, on touchdown saving plays for the thunder and if they continue to grow, and again, that circle that day, the f- the last game, the fourth game, four Reapers and Thunder. That'll be fun. And that could determine who will finish where and when they get to the It's about goal. how Joe Cano will deal with uh, that Reapers oh, defense. Oh, man, that trash talk is going to be epic, man. Yeah. Oh. Although the Dewoos are not what they once were in trash talk. No, but you never know. Joe can get under people's skins if he desires. Uh, tier three. I will say one, one quick thing on uh, yes. for Chocolate Thunder. Be wary of the dirty rusher for Grim Reapers. Right. Because... That's dirty. You know what you're doing. Right. Uh, tier three. Um, look, penetrators continue to roll. Um, they, they they handle Lionhearts rather easily, and I score cap that game. wasn't even close. Um, I'm starting to buy into the penetrators because they just have that combination of, of wealth of their defense playing really well, but also their quarterback play, getting timely plays, and they have the rotation to change their pass rusher at times, which has been a big benefactor for them. And, you know, as we move along here, I think they will get tougher competition, which we'll see for sure. But this was a statement win over the Lionhearts because the Lionhearts did not play well. And I thought this would have been much closer. And I thought the Lionhearts had the edge given their experience in FPF. The thing is, is that's kind of what the Lionhearts have been. Is um, If they face a team that's just got better athletes, it just has um, a bit more cohesion than they do, um, they can't keep up at all. And that's what we saw here uh, with the Penetrators. The game that caught my eye, Mo, is first of all the first thing that caught my eye is the the home team in in tier three in the first five games that happened this week in, t- mm-hmm. in tier three all scored six points. The first five home teams all scored six Holy points. Holy cow! Yeah, right, eh? Yeah, a com- common combined thirty points for s- for five. Talk teams. about the evolution of scoring, uh, uh, Eagle. Hey, you knock down my safety rule. This what happens, huh? <laughs> Go bleep yourself, Eagle. However, the the, the one uh, six point team that surprised me was Save a Horse, only scoring six in their thirty to six loss against Free Agent Squad. We 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 praised Kyle Daniel. He went five for fourteen. Uh, just didn't it didn't look good from the start. Uh, he threw two interceptions. Um, Emil Scaff got one. He ended up getting a sack as well. Uh, Robert DLC, who we know from his time on uh, replacements, uh, really smart d- defender. He um he he got an interception as well, um so it's kind of like I was saying Eags that uh, would save a horse is my, my my feeling is is that if they don't have all the athletes they're gonna stall on offense because 
th- their playbook is not sustainable. Oh, hold on here. L- let's get the defender of the Steve the Horse um, Crusade over here, Eagle, yeah. who was like, oh, hey, come on, Eagle. Division right, three team. Right a Cowboy. They're going Eagle. Division two. They're going to win Division one in the next four years. And look at him now, eh, completely ignoring us right now as he's on some. I'm trying to figure out why it's cutting off the text and I'm trying to size it. Hold on. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He's trying to use that as a saving grace from getting missile launches from a saving horse from the warships out here in the ocean about to launch to his country over there. You know what doesn't do well in the ocean? Horses. Horses. Yeah. So, True story. But, but, you know, look, we, we said, peace, we spoke about it last week about this team here that they're going to now have stiffer tests to go up against. And free agent squad is a team that has definitely caught. It's been easy in the eye, but has caught our attention yeah. for what they've done so far in this season. But that's why it's you know, and and <laughs> the fact that they were undone by not a team, but literally a squad of free agents that were put together, you know, is is pretty pretty impressive to yeah. me. Yeah, tier one um, status quo, and we'll get more into it right now with tier one. So I do have a result I want to share with you. Yeah, though, go like for from it. Coed. Yeah, go um, for it. Yeah, we're in COVID right now, yes. Yin and Yang beat Easy Fun, uh, and Gino DeFazio seems to have taken over the reins. Uh, there was some question as to whether or not he would be quarterback because if he throws, then uh, someone on the team can't play. And it's it's what you're used to hearing from Gino DeFazio teams. Like, bro, stop trying to skirt the rules. This is obviously the best version of your team. Just be quarterback with a slightly worse roster, and you'll be fine. So if... I'm convinced if Gino had his only the Gino Football League, the flag football league, he still wouldn't win a championship. Like as, if the rules were all, you know, I mean, predicated to his strengths. Well, he'll say that the reason why he's not he hasn't won as many is because of the rules. But he he has won a co championship by the way, right? Like with he and yeah, the Yang. two years ago. Two years ago, two we two called we called the game, or or one of us called. I don't know. Yeah, I think you called. We it. were there. Yeah. Um, but like you know, Jeremy White was was fairly efficient despite two interceptions. But Gino DeFazio did his thing. And, and what's funny is on a team with C.O. Levine, I can just imagine all the all hooks uh, that, that were run against Easy Fun because that's Gino DeFazio's calling card, right? Is he runs all hooks, all slants, and, um, you know, it's, it's going to be underneath stuff with, with his athletes making plays for him. And when you, when you have, you know, Ryan Dobbs-Garnett going up for 113 yards on 12 catches and, and the speed of Quizzy Gordon-Mall and, and, and Lorian Patvin, uh, Marie-Lou Cote-Noel. Marie-Lou only caught one pass, was for 19 yards. Um, her speed is absolutely impressive. I, I wrote about her this week, Mo. Right. I, I call Marie-Lou Cote, by the way, the best rusher in FPF, not co-ed, in FPF currently. An FPF that still includes Ryan Aridi. Yeah, no, no. I mean, and Ryan hasn't played. You know, I mean, he's been on and off. Right? Yeah, but uh, but if you were to, she's I mean, the best. You think of the rush of greats, right? We have Matt Kirouac, we have Julien Payman, we have Ryan Aridi. Would you put Carl Denis in that category? She's yeah, she's about Chris Miard. He had a, Chris had a, Miard. Had a run. In, in style. Isaiah Allard, yeah, he's yeah. had a run. Small sample of runs, yeah. In in style, she reminds me of Julien Payman in terms of speed, the ability to change direction. And never misses a flag. Yeah, and and she's not obviously Jolene is not one of the taller rushers. Like no. obviously, like like uh, you know, uh, you talked about Allard. Allard obviously has that big wingspan that makes it uh, difficult to pass against. Uh, with her, it's just that angle is absolutely ridiculous. Oh, look she at the defense stats. Very deep since they're not classic, displayed. classic, yeah. classic. Um, oh wow, look at that, eh? Those defense stats displayed in full force. <laughs> So she's green got, accentuates she's got 21 low. career stats. It's not a ton, but in co-ed, there aren't a lot of sacks to begin with. Yeah, but you know, so you got to do the ratio of, of the total number of sacks and plays that she's rushed, and that gives you a better idea. And she doesn't rush every play either. No, of 
course. They use her only in key moments. She's like a password, like a TJ Watt, like a password specialist. Third down you know? specialist you know? coming out. Or, or uh, guys old, old like you and I remember Trace Armstrong. Of course, yeah, former <laughs> Raider, former Dolphin. Also, yeah. I want to do a quick shout-out for Coed as well. The Rock got their first win, yeah. 34-22 versus awesome. Lasect. Lasect's getting close, guys. I think they're going to get that W this year at some point. I really believe they will. So. Yeah, they're, they're, they're solid. I, I talked about Laurie on their team. Um, underused. She's open a lot. She catches the ball every time it's thrown to her. Uh, she's got, I think, uh, 15 catches on the season, and it's still not enough. Get her the ball. She's awesome. Right. All right, let's dive into the topics here. Uh, we have Alexi Dubois coming up in a few minutes uh, on Calling the Audible. Uh, like Tier 1, uh, right now, if you look at the uh, dotted line of the cutoff point right now, East W Mangoose are on the outside looking in. Uh, Bless is more or less clinching a spot in the money round because they're at a mathematical advantage of nine points, I believe, right now. Is that correct, Eagle? Uh, nine points. Yes. So Easy W Mangoose cannot catch up to them, so they have clinched at least the fourth spot uh, going into the money round. So right now, Pease, um, more confidence in Easy W or Mangoose to jump KGP, which is probably the closest target right now for the fourth spot with UM. And Apocalypse in the comfortable position I, of two and three. I'm going to go Easy W just because of the offense. Um, they score more points. Um, they've they struggled this past week, only putting up 14, but they put up 14 against a legitimate Division One team in Urgence Mezik. Um, but they play this week. They play the next two games against Mangoose um, before finishing off against Blessed. Yeah. So I think they actually win both games against Mangoose. I, I want to say they will. Like, could, could we get the schedule up uh, just to, so we show everyone out there to be exact for? You want to get the whole schedule or just their schedule? Easy W and, and Mangoose's schedule, right? All right, so let's get Easy W first. first I'm uh, I can put my computer to the screen. I yeah, remember. it might be a little bit pixelated. Though. So they have Mangoose back to back on two separate weeks, and then they wrap up with Blessed. So literally the thing I said. Yeah, I know. I'm just trying. I just want to, <laughs> I want to see it so they yeah, see get clearly. some visuals. That's all exactly. I got. And visuals then Mangoose for their last game, uh, they're gonna have KGP. Right. So. If there is going to be a situation where <coughs> I think two wins won't be enough, I think one of these teams has to win the final three to get in. I disagree. If, if one of those teams wins both games, it's enough. It's clearly enough. But four get through and KGB, Oh, you mean to jump. To jump. KGB, ah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That's why. Well, to jump, yeah. They, they likely, well, they won't be blessed. So, it, no, it's over. Okay, that defeats <laughs> the topic of... It's uh, over because EZW beats Mangoose. It's like rock, paper, scissors, right? Yeah. EZW beats Mangoose, and uh, Blessed beats EZW. But, but Mangoose might have that team where if they can take the next two against EZW and then beat KGP, they're in. They've scored less than 100 points through five games. That's true. That's true. Although, there is other options here, right? Like, it's possible, and I'm saying possible, KGP tied a game. So even if KGP wins uh, their game versus, uh, was it Mangus that I said? If Mangus wins both their games, they end up at six points. If KGP loses their next three games, or even if they beat Mangus, they up to five points. If they lose their next two games, which are versus Urgence Medic back-to-back. So KGP loses to Urgence Medic twice. And then if Mangus beats EZW twice, they leapfrog KGP, and KGP can't catch up. Right? Yeah, no. You're so right. There's there's still possibilities here of KGP losing out if they lose both their games to Rajans Medic and one of those two teams wins both their games. Right. Uh, looking at tier two, uh, Eags, we can so one, one second before yes. we get to that. Yes. Um, 
I just want to point I out. I think you like a calculation of yeah. like percentage. Mangus, Mangus has scored 87 points for, right? Right. They scored 33 points the first week, which means they scored 38% of their season total so far in week one. Well, they're like, they're like a lockdown. They're not getting better. They're getting worse. Lockdown's, Lockdown's not getting better or worse. Lockdown is just lockdown. Yeah, they just locked themselves out. Locked ourselves out. Yeah. Exactly. All right, let's get to the tier two standings here. And... Um, to get the combination of what we have, uh, I'm still confused by this whole process of what we have, what's relevant. That's the goal. The goal is confuse more Confuse everyone out there. Okay. So if you look at the dotted line right now, Eagle, if you scroll down a little bit uh, south of where we are, um, a little bit more. There you go. There you go. Perfect, right? The, the dotted line right there, right? So you do. So, Eagle, can you give us a breakdown of how the postseason works yeah, exactly. for, for those who don't know? So, great question. So, first off, uh, you are all probably aware we have the preliminary round, we have the qualification round, and then we have the knockout round, which are the playoffs, essentially. So, it's actually described here on this last tab of the playoff breakdown, but essentially, the top 12 teams off of the combined records make the knockout round. Everyone else, thank you, bye-bye. 12, top 12. So, the bottom three teams are going to get cut. The top four teams will play for a cast bracket. So that's one to four. Five to eight seeds will play on the Constellation Bracket 1, and then nine to 12 will play in Constellation Bracket 2. So there's technically, I mean, you can call it three Tier 2 champions, but only one of them is the ultimate champion and actually wins the cash at the end of it. Like so with the this ultimate champion. Yeah, you know, like with this DOS 2.0 display of how to show, should we not put like dollar signs with the top four seeds so people know how that's played out? Or? Mo, listen, I can barely get these stats to nothing, compile, yet alone put fancy symbols on nothing it. Nothing okay? says 2021 graphics like dollar signs. Like, you know, exactly. So we'll, anyway, we'll be doing it eventually once we start updating them, but yes. Perfect. Uh, we'll get our uh, IT team on that. Okay, so right now, Pease, we look at those two, like the, the there's a boatload of two win teams from the Ravens going right down to KGP Raw. Um, is there a team that's vulnerable in those green spots? If you can see, I don't know if the colorblind is affecting this position. Right <laughs> no, now. I can see a delineation. Oh, I didn't perfect. know it was green, to be fair. Okay, just want to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the point is, <laughs> Ravens, Lungs, uh, LSA, uh, Useless Diablos, and KGB Rise. They're a team that's vulnerable that might be on the outside by the time we get to the knockout stage. Un- unexpected Diablos um, had sort of an unexpected start. Um, they, they, you know, they hung tough with, with Mean Machine. They beat Centaurs. Uh, they beat Arush, and they have that's a big win over Arush, though. Yeah, that, that, that rocked a little bit. Of the but top. what happened there is it put them in a higher bracket. Yeah, and so now facing uh, Chocolate Thunder, they face uh, Grim Reapers, who again are better than you would think. Um, you know, because it's inartistic somewhat, but it's yeah. it's effective, right. and that defense is going to give Francois Martin a, a tough time. Right. Right. Um, then they, they, they face Tough Lungs, who are one of these teams in contention with them, and then one of the top seeds, Bruins. Um, th- I think by virtue of the fact that they put them, they, they earned a spot in, in the higher tier, it kind of has, is going to have a negative impact because I, don't, I think they're, they're somewhat inflated uh, by that unexpected win for against Arush, for example, right? Yeah. So I, I think, you know. They they are also the same team who lost to Mean Machine, right? I know it was week one, but that handed Mean Machine their only win of the season so far. Yeah, I I think you know watching Tough Lungs yesterday, there was one dimensional Justin Lerner against Arush, and you can tell right that this Tough Lung team doesn't have the horsepower to keep up with the upper elite of this division or this tier of teams here. But with Usus Diablos, it's sort of like they they like they caught they caught fire at the right time against Arush. 
And if Francois Martin doesn't get going, like, and, and he had a pretty tough day um, just trying to move the ball down the field here. And, mm-hmm. and he got picked off a couple times and stuff and just didn't move the ball as well as he desired. If, if he doesn't get a rhythm, it really stunts Eustace Diablo's ability to win football games because they can't say, all right, defense, make a play, get us the points, let's roll from there. When they're playing better teams, you can just see that there's a mismatch from a skill perspective of what they have compared to what, say, Chocolate Thunder has on their arsenal. Yeah. And it doesn't get any easier for them. They have no. Grim Reapers, Tough Lungs, and Bruins as their next that. three. You need to listen to your own he, show. He's talking about it, though. Like, Are those defenses equal or as good as Chocolate Thunder? So Grim Reapers we talked about before. Uh, they're about, they're, I'm not, yeah. not quite as good, but but they have a competent defense. Yeah. Um, but on the other end, like one of the teams, I was like, well, maybe KGP Raw because KGP Raw. By the way, the, the way they lost the, the game to Hot Sauce Sports, I wasn't there. I uh, was injured this week. Um, oh, they, oh, okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah. The, the so they won, the yeah. way they lost the game from the report that I got from the boys was that um, they and and Justin Blanchard said kudos to them because they scored to to uh, make it thirty three thirty two and they went for two for the win. And then uh, Justin Blanchard picked off the pass to end the game. So really, Justin said this to pump himself up, week, of eh? course. Gets married <laughs> know, right? and picks off. <laughs> Gets uh, a gift from, from Ryan, Garber. Ryan Garber. But no, um, the thing is, the remaining schedule, though, is Mean Machine, Glow Gang, Pinchellos. Uh, was that a combined, like, four wins? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so it's yeah, so they, they have a bit of an easier an easier path than unexpected or, or useless Diablos, as you like to call right. them. Right. And by the way, like Hot Sauce Sports, don't look now, Eagle. If you just scroll up a little bit more for our viewers, uh, they are within target range of the Eagle moves it up. There you go. They're within target range of maybe getting into the uh, money bracket over here. Uh, you're a point off, and then, Pease, you might get some uh, beer money for the uh, – FPF Christmas That's dinner. Really all that to say, wait, there is a little misleading thing here. They have six games played. All yeah. the other teams have five. That's okay, so though. That's okay. That's okay. You so still the ceiling little. for Hot Sauce Sports is 10 points versus all the other teams. They can go up to 12. Yeah. Well, someone's going to have to lose. So we'll see. We'll see uh, how that goes. Uh, Will Power filled in at quarterback. Was great. Powerful. He, was he, he knows th- he's done it before because I get hurt a lot. Surge so of energy that he has. You know? Oh, he's the best. He's yeah. the best dude. The hydro uh, in him is really fantastic. Sorry? The hydro in him is really fantastic. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. And all that to say, Hot Sauce Sports, their last two games on the schedule are Los Siete Amigos and Santor. Uh, Siete Amigos are having an uh, okay season. Games, really. Santor is also having an okay season. Yeah, so those are very comparable teams. Will brings a lot of energy, you know, with uh, the power that he has himself, right? I think I think the, the last game, uh, Santor is against Hot Sauce Sports. Um, if that game goes the way those games usually go, uh, bet the over. Right. Bet the over because those... T- there are two teams in us and them who, who hot, run hot a fast offense. will score six points only. Defense is stupid. It, that could happen. It could happen, <laughs> but, exactly. But uh, it's unlikely. Quick word of advice for, for Pinchello's. Guys, ease up on the uh, verbiage towards referees. Just ease up on that. You guys trying to develop a reputation. Yeah, so the thing is, like, even the game that we played against them, there was like a, a dude making a diving tackle and then standing up three yards behind where the guy was deflagged and be like, Look, I didn't move. Yeah, but you dove to make the tackle. <laughs> or you're running full speed. The ref's got a good angle. Trust the process. They get some stuff wrong. Don't don't worry. But I they're going to get most of it right. I know. Just ease up on the verbiage. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, the thing is, I, and I've, I've, been, I've been kind of in, uh, this is going to destroy the theater of the mind a little bit, but I've been in, in conversation with Vince Romano uh, a lot this season. I actually like his playbook a lot. And, and, um, I'm really impressed by how well he's put it together in a short period of time. Right. And it's his ability to throw the ball and all that. But 
But because he's not a guy like Kevin Wyeth, who's just blessed with a ridiculous arm, what he does that I I've I said like that the next step for him is he tends to stare down the first read and then panic if it doesn't come open and throw off his back foot. Right. So he needs to process those reads quicker. And what that means is don't look at the receiver running the route. Look at the defender and throw to the spot of where the route's going to be. And and that's going to happen. The other thing the receivers do that don't, that don't doesn't help him out right. is they make a lot of unnecessary cuts. Yeah. You see a guy running a slant and he's going up, in, out, in. It's a small field. If you win one step, you won the route. Of course. So you... I hate to say it because there's some great tacticians in FPF, but under Division Three, route running doesn't matter that much, especially against zone. Like, Mo, imagine making all those moves, but you're yeah. running against zone. So, <laughs> what's you the point? Wasted all the energy. Yeah. Uh, by the way, we have an update uh, from the. Uh, I don't know if this is Eagle that posted up as an FPF admin on the Facebook group. Uh, no, that is not me. This is uh, El so, Presidente. So for those who may not see it, who do see it before Wednesday. Breaking news on a show news. you're not watching live. Uh, so oh, by the way, if you don't know, we have a Facebook group for our player community. So feel free to join that. Exactly. Search for Fight Plus Football on group Facebook and, and join it. It's a public group. All right. So, uh, the group is the one everyone can post. Yeah. Updates uh, from the Flag Plus Football Administration, which I believe is Rob Campana. Uh, we'll have an update about the maximum participants in the Laval Dome tomorrow. This should no longer be a place in place as per public health rules, meaning we don't have to stagger entrance into the dome as we had the last couple of weeks. Awesome. We know this was a major inconvenience, and hopefully it is no longer an issue for us. So stay tuned through email. People, we, we do send emails out, and through the uh, Flag Plus group on the uh, Facebook, even the IG, that we could see a, a change of, uh, I guess, COVID-19 rules at Lavelle. Especially as it's getting cold. That's yeah. that's appreciated. Yeah, that's exactly. appreciated that that we can enter the field right away. Like when it's warm, you know, guys are outside talking to teammates, maybe hitting some trees, you know, of uh, grabbing a drink, whatever whatever you do to get yourself ready for a game. But as it gets colder, it's nicer just get in, get get inside, start warming up. So uh, tier three, um, FSU. Mm-hmm. They, I saw them yesterday. I saw their game against in, in Saint Laurent. Uh, they played the Warriors, and they won that game by possession. So they said to me as I was leaving, I had no idea they, they recognized who I was with my mask on. I guess there's not many six-foot-four South Asians uh, roaming and controlling True. and patrolling that uh, sideline. Hey, give us some love for FSU. I said, all right, cool. Are they frauds? <laughs> are they frauds? Because well, I think they are frauds. I mean, or are they the most dreaded title we hand out on this show, False Kings? Well, you know, this t- this uh, replaced the S and their acronym with the K, False Kings False King University. Some team's got to do that, right? Yeah. Some team's got to call their team False King University. I have your name if you go off the HSS uh, name, False Kings. False Kings University. Well, and <laughs> a lot of what HSS does, especially a quarterback, False Kings. False Kings. So, FSU, if we look at their wins so far this year, I think they only have had one game that they've won by, I think, like by 50 So they beat points. Safe to Turf Fills. They lost to Lionheart. They beat Penetrator. That's a good win. They beat Fighting Kings. Uh, they beat Cone, sorry. They beat Warriors. And then they have Free Agent Squad, Seventh Rounders, and Pardon My Swag. Not convincing wins. I can see I can see them going winless the next three games. They're, so they're win, not convincing these wins. Win two, win two of the next three, or else you're False Kings. We're going to proclaim it They're going to get wrecked by Free Agent Squad. Eagle set an alarm for next week. Set an actual alarm. We're going to talk about them at 9 o'clock next week. If we are on at 9 o'clock next week. You never know. 
Settle, settle up for 8.50 next week. Or 8.30. How about that? 8.30. We're going to uh, Okay. They'll get oh, right. Wait, wait. 8.30. Set an alarm. I want, to, I want to hear it ring on the show. Okay. That we have to check in on FSU's false kingdomhood. Yeah, okay. they're not going to win the next three games. Cause we're, and Mo and I are going to forget what the alarm is, by the way. So you have to remember what the yeah, alarm exactly. is. Oh, it's going to sound like this. Great. But just you have to remember why it's ringing. Yeah. They're not going to win these next three games. All right. We'll see. Freedom Squad is going to wreck them. Uh, seventh rounders uh, have improved week by week from what I've seen from them. And PMS will this literally change their name to False Kings for them. A couple of guys I, I, I covered before um, in the past, in the last season that I play on this team. Um, Leo uh, Dia Kumakos. False King. Um, and Manny Bizogias. Another False King. Both of those dudes are very, very good. Um, I, I, and, and I find Leo Diakumakos looks like another FPF player. He looks like a, a Kevin Bustani knockoff. True. By um, the way, uh, also, I like the shoe game here. Look at that. Shoe game's pretty nice. Yeah. I'm lie. R- riveting because they've only scored 106 points with those in the green. I don't know if you can see the green part on the screen yeah, correct. or not. Uh, they're the second lowest scoring team yeah. right now or third lowest yeah, scoring you team. Need, especially come playoff time. I don't and dude, the amount of times guys come up to me start at the start of playoffs, the win up playoff game, like see our defense can carry us, and then the end they lose a game where they get outscored. You need to score five scores a game to guarantee yourself a chance they, to win. They the, are win one the right now. They're holding on to the fourth spot. What's the uh, qualification round for tier three eags for the money bowl for this? Uh, S- uh, same thing, one to four, five okay, to eight, so and then nine to twelve. Right now, FSU's hanging on by thread because there is a plethora of teams at four wins. Uh, going from FSC or from penetrators right down to the Warriors, but right now they're in the fourth spot. Mm-hmm. And if they were to lose, which they will, to uh, Free Agent Squad on the weekend, uh, they could definitely fall all the way out to eighth. And who knows, yeah. even lower with uh, Lionhearts and Save the Turk Tolls not too far away. There's there's definitely a line of delineation um, in Tier 3 where you see the, the more athletic teams, when they get a matchup, where they win across the board, yeah, they look impressive, and teams like Save a Horse, FSU, Penetrators, the West Yard, um, that's where I, I think a team like part of my swag, Frankie Scalzo Scal- Scal- can just control the game. That team is good enough with him just not making mistakes. Uh, but free agent squad to me is the one where it's it's really impressive what they've done in a short period of time together. I uh, maybe Penetrators can give the squad a run for their money. Uh, I'm not sure. We'll, we'll Maybe. see we'll about see. that. We'll see. Don't forget, but penetrators are a team that lost to FSU. So. Yeah. By, by so six. if they're false kings, transitive property suggests falser kings. Nah. Penetrators would, would wreck these guys. If, uh, what's, the, what's the schedule for uh, penetrators? I know they don't play penetrators FSU. Penetrators lost to FSU, though. I know. But I'm saying if they had a rematch, they'd wreck them part two. And penetrators, uh, I don't think there's any rematches. We no, specifically no. designed it to not right, have that they happen. Won't play, they won't play FSU. That's all no, but who their final three they games They have play. the West Yard, Killer Rays, and Warriors. Okay, they're gonna they're gonna beat West Yard. They're gonna beat Killer Rays, uh, Warriors. I don't know about West Yard, West Yard's pretty good, and actually Killer Rays are pretty good too, Mo. They're they're not guaranteed wins. That's a tough schedule. Give me the Panthers, boys. They're gonna definitely do it. They're going. This that's my team right we'll now. See when we get to games of the week. I hope they get FSU because they're gonna wreck these guys. You know, if he's gonna be angry at me now. Hey, oh, remember when you talk trash that? about us? I'm like, when? <laughs> Every <laughs> on the show, uh, dude. We hey, talk- look, it's up to you. Make it trash talk by winning games and showing us we're on. Alexi Dubal would be joining us now in the next few minutes here as we'll get Alexi on right now. 
Uh, you want to do co-ed quickly? Yeah, we'll do, as you get Lexi lined up, we'll get co-ed lined up. Yeah, so yeah kind he's, of we'll he's ready to go whenever. So we'll, All right. we'll start the conversation on co-ed yeah, and we'll, exactly. we'll turn to him. Now, the, the, the annoying thing about co-ed on our website is the combined tab doesn't work more, but I, I can quickly provide the update be, because I know what happened in the division. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, as we discussed, uh, Yin and Yang got a win and The Rock got a win. Mm-hmm. Lasek got a loss, Easy Fun got a loss. Uh, so easy fun, no longer undefeated. Right. Uh, they are four and one. Yin and Yang are now three and two, and The Rock are. Uh, they've actually won two games more. Right. So like you said they got the first win, but they won a game in the preliminary round. Oh, it's true. A big part. I'm gonna yeah. say Les Sec. Les Sec is going to be getting their first win soon. We'll see. I think they will. As uh, Alexa Dubois will be joining us as Eagle is lining that up right now. Um, and. Are we seeing a separation now, piece with uh, Coet? Um, I, th- I think there's a top three teams. And you know who's the top three guy? Alex Alexis Dubois. Dubois. Prime, Prime Minister Dubois. How you been, sir? Not bad. How are you guys doing? Look, he's, he's a top three guy. He's asked us how we're doing, man. I'm, re- I'm recovering from my injury in time for Sunday is how I'm doing, Alexi. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah, right? So, Prime Minister. We're back uh, in full ability? Sorry? Back at full mobility, so we can expect as many rushing yards as Jeremy White? Uh, yeah, I, I'm known for the, all the rushing yards I get. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Prime Minister, your thoughts? So we're going to surf around the uh, the, the fall uh, cup seasons here for the tiers. Uh, your thoughts on Coad quickly uh, from what has unfolded through a month's worth of games? Confusion. So if you look at it, <laughs> there's this weird three-way thing going on. Where Easy Fun beats Kiss My Enzo. Kiss My Enzo beats Yin and Yang, and Yin and Yang beats Easy Fun. And I really don't know what to make of it at this point. Um, yeah, well, I was going to say, because Mo asked before you got on the air, I don't know if you heard the question on, on sort of standby. Mo asked uh, if we're starting to see a line of delineation. And to me, there's sort of like a top three. Um, I'm not as familiar with the division as you are to know sort of who really. Uh, is sort of like the top, top team. I would assume it's Easy Fun. Uh, but Easy Fun, Kiss My Hands on Yin Yang, um, they're, they're the ones we expect to be duking it out, right? Uh, if The Rock or Lasect would be holding a, holding a trophy at the end, we'd be surprised by that. Yes, 100%. We've seen this happen quite a few times in most club seasons. There's always a cream of the crop that sort of, sort of fills the top. And then some bottom teams, you know, who duke it out for that last playoff spot. This year, it's definitely Easy Fun, Kiss My Hands on Y&Y. We're in the top three positions. Uh, looking at tier one, uh, Alexi, are you taking Blessed or the Field to win the ultimate bowl game? Hmm. That's a good one. I'm taking Blessed. Uh, so it sounds like another person is doubting KGP and Phil Cutler. Yeah, exactly. Again, we haven't learned. They're back-to-back champions. Yeah, and somehow that was one of the closest games Blessed had. I think that's the only game they didn't win, right? The 28-28 tie in week three. Right. Yeah, I have a hard time making a lot out of KGP because I don't think this is a team I've seen play more than once or twice as a lower-tier guy myself. And when you just look at this... Pardon? Sorry, I was going to say, Alexi, if you see them play, it doesn't entirely help because there's nothing they do spectacularly except that they don't suck anywhere. They're just good across the board. And it's sort of like they have depth where some people, some teams have just sort of elite talent. They have good talent, but just they have it across the board. But what you're describing is something very similar to Blessed in the same sense. There's well, no Blessed also has elite, elite talent, though. 
Like they have elite they have athleticism in Steinberg and and Justin Lerner and Kevin Smuda, uh, Will Power and James Langshaw are they play above their ranking. Um, and we we now know Stephen Harper saw it is one of the best quarterbacks in FPS. Yes, but uh, like in the same sense that neither one of these teams has a real weak point. I think the Fair, only okay. thing you can expect ex- exploit on Bless is willpower on defense. He's very powerful. A lot uh, of unless it's a jump ball, though. Like if it's a jump ball, he's lights out. Will will come down with that. Yeah, he brings a lot of hydro. Yeah, <laughs> correct. He's like a dam with a lot of hydro. Isn't that right, uh, Prime Minister? Yeah. Yes, but if you look at the finals from last season, the only thing where the infantry was able to move the ball was consistently going after Will. Yeah, but he's like a light switch, though. He, once he's off and he's on, he's on. Because of the power? Yep, exactly. there. Yeah, there. Mo's just making dad off, jokes. It's hard for you to tell because you can't see his face. <laughs> but he's just making nonstop power jokes. Ah, there we go. Uh, looking at Tier 2 right now, uh, we it's, it's relatively, I guess, to use the term parody in terms of the uh, top seven, top eight of, of Tier 2. But right now, from your viewpoint of Tier 2, how has this played out in your eyes? Yeah, if I look back at my article last week, I was trying to figure out Tier 2. And I was trying to figure out who is kind of real and pretenders. I think we've got some teams in here which are very much in the pretender category. Listen, I'd let's go. Team, team Ethnic, number one pretender. Team Ethnic, number one pretender. I disagree. I, do. Um, I told you. I disagree. I think they're quite good. I think Benoit Lawler is quite exceptional. Yeah. I think David I think David Andrade is producing interceptions at a That's fair, but he's like, drawing digs. But the thing is the thing is Benoit Lawler might be the best passer in tier two. The best pure passer in tier two. Really, I would not take Lawler over Cano. I think they're a very okay. similar oh. style quarterback. It's different. And Cano has sure. a bit more je ne sais quoi. Yeah, but Prime Minister Joe Cano is a guy that loves the long ball, and if it's not going in his favor, he becomes uh, a one-way street of options, which is not many options for him to look at when it comes to his passing repertoire that he has. Fair, but Benoit Lawler loves the deep ball just as yeah. much as Joe Cano. I just from, from like, like if a, you put a ball placement perspective, I just really like what Benoit Lawler does. It's I've seen him in Fury defenses. Uh, for some reason, he hasn't been able to put it together in the playoffs, but and maybe that's sort of what's leading to to your analysis. But who else do you see um, as as pretenders? Um, I'm not conv- convinced about a roof ship. Okay. I don't like new teams in FPS. So they like put on then. some good. Pardon? You like you don't like a roof then? Not more than I do. You know, if they look, they beat Chocolate Thunder by one point, which is impressive. But you know, one point. Tough Lungs aren't an exceptional team and, you know, only hung 25 on them. 26-26 with Mean Machine. They're good. I'm not saying they aren't great. I just not. I just don't think they're as good as their record indicates. All right. Uh, when you look at Tier 3, uh, we just had a conversation, a, a highly heated conversation on FSU and Tier 3. I've anointed them as my false kings for the FPF Cup. I might have done that for another team in, in spring season, I think. We do it a lot. Yeah, it's, we do. Yeah, we forgot. All right, so if we, if we go behind the curtain, it's a mechanic we use all the time. Yeah, exactly. It's like a crutch for us. All right, so Prime Minister Three, um, are there any false kings in your mind in this division that we have for Tier Three? Tier Three is tough hmm, because uh, there's not a lot of familiarity, right? No, there is. There's a lot of new teams. 
Yeah, so free agent squad four and one five and zero. Oh, I have no clue. I saw that. I came back from Philadelphia. I saw that they beat Save a Horse. I nearly fell off my chair. They held them to like something like six points, which I just said free agent squad would have been pretenders until I saw that game. Now I can't take that back. I still would love to see that matchup again. I think Save a Horse can do something. Um, I think the West Yard. I think we definitely will. I think West Yard are pretenders. Okay. Having played this team, they're I beatable when we played they're fast and that's pretty much it they have average to bad quarterback play at best they rely on running yards they have 187 running yards rushing yards if you get a, a decent rusher against this team who has the you know can take good angles and beat them to the edge mm-hmm. and force them to throw the ball every time this the, every time they chuck up the ball it's an interception waiting to happen. They only have five on the season. There could be a lot more. I what think you... this team... If you... Sorry, go ahead. Hmm? You, you, sorry, I can't see what? you, so I don't know no when you're pausing or stopping. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, if you have a good rusher and a decent ball hawk going off against this team, I think it's an absolute disaster for the West Yard. Warriors uh, are interesting. Benji Ziegler is one of the faster, shiftier dudes um, in the lower divisions. He's got nine touchdowns already. Should they face a team that can shut him down, do you think Fergenbaum um, will be patient enough to take what the defense has given him? Really stumped out. So this team has been a good question. Yeah, 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 really have. This is a team that's been around FPF for a while. Always the names, right? I recognize a lot of these. David Nahan's been around. Benji, of course. Ivanovic. Yeah. But they've always been that deep threat team. And if you take away Ziegler, I don't think there's someone else who stretched the field, stretches the field for pace. Last so question. I think at a certain point, they just start chucking it up and the picks come. I, if you, this is the kind of team where if I were playing, I'd play you know, a three deep shell and let them complete the ball underneath, let them complete the ball underneath, and then get super aggressive in the red zone. And if you replicate that enough times and just start jumping stuff in the red zone, when those windows are so small, I think you'll produce more picks than you'll get turnovers in the red zone. Our right, last question. And as long you. as they face. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. It's so hard that we can't yeah, see the I know. dude. I know. Sorry about that, uh, <laughs> Prime Minister. Carry on. Carry on here. Finish off your point, please. No, so as long as they face a team that's smart enough to do that, which I think is a minority of teams in tier three, they'll have a very difficult time. And as long as they keep up, as long as they keep on facing teams that they have more experience in and they can out game plan, they'll win. But once they face some of these, you know, recurring teams, not going to be pretty. All right, last question for you. I, let's I go. Let's do it, Mo. <laughs> last question. Uh, last question. Uh, Talking to Mike. One word. Are you taking, well, the, the, they have three words in the name. Are you taking free agent squad or the field to win this tier? The field. So okay. to be clear, the field doesn't mean the terrain they're physically playing no, on. No, it's no. the other teams. No. So it's not that they'll yeah. be they'll be eaten up by like Grass. Uh, turf monster. Sorry, a yeah. giant turf monster. Or, yeah, like or, uh, or, like in uh, what's that movie where they're coming underground? Teeth. Tremors. Sure. Tremors, Tremors is what I was thinking. Tremors. It's not teeth. teeth. Is what Eagle said. I was just gonna agree it. with the first. It, that's movie another turf monster, if you yeah. know what I mean. Tremors. <laughs> All right, Prime Minister. Thank you so much. When's your article coming out, please? Uh, hopefully tomorrow, but there's an essay which needs to get started and finished first. So. Okay, so the article will be done first, essay second. Perfect, then, Prime Minister. Thank you so much, sir. Of course. FPF over school. What's the essay all, about? All the 
It is about critical thinking in journalism, which is, I'm Jesus. sure, what keeps these up at night. That's a, that's a topic and a half in today's day and age. That's uh, why I left journalism. <laughs> All right, Prime Minister, thank Classical you so much, sir. objectivity. Is it attainable? Good night. Thank you. Later, Good night, dude. Prime Minister. Prime Minister likes to do what here with us. All right, it is now time for... Games of the Week. Uh, let's try this again. It is now time for... Games of the Week. Oh, let's try this again here. It's now time for... I don't know. I'll come up with something clever to say. No, but you get to put, accentuate the games of the week. I don't have to. But you do. Games I don't. It's week. not mandated in my contract. What if you up. were saying it in Times New Roman? Uh, I can say it in other languages. No, no. In, in the font. Say it in the font of your choosing. In say the it font. in comic Can sense. I say it in webdings? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just square bird squiggly line capital A. All right, here we go. Perfect. That's what I was waiting for. It's my favorite segment. Let's race through the games here. Tier 1, The Apocalypse, Blessed. 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 Urgence Medic, KGP. UM. UM, but I don't like it. Easy W, Mangoose. Easy W, because I've been saying it all show. Tier 2, Ravens, Team Ethnic. Ravens. Um, Ravens. Pincellos, Glow Gang. Pincellos. Yeah, Pincellos, Ravens. Arush Bruins. Arush. Bruins. KGP Ra, Mean Machine. Ra. Ra. Unexpected Diablos, Grim Reapers. Uh, I, Reapers. I gotta pick Grim Reapers. I got called out for, for being wrong in the poor times. So. Reapers. But if, if I'm wrong again, I'm never picking them again for the rest of my life. So, Grim Reapers. Chocolate Thunder, Tough Lungs. Thunder. Santor Los Siete Amigos. LSA. Santor. Tier 3. The Penetrators, The West Yard. Penetrators, West Yard. Post Malone's Knights, Lockdown. Post Malone's Knights, Post Malone, boys. The Stormers, Tim Brandy. Stormers. Tim Brandy. Trailer Park Boys, Demons. Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, Trailer trailer Park. Fave The Turftles, Fighting Cones. Turf tools. Turf. Free agent squad, FSU. Free agent squad, squad, baby. Because Ki- false kings, right? False kings, that's right. Killer Rays, Lion Hearts. Lion Hearts. Killer Rays. Two Inches Gang, Toon Squad. Toon Squad. Toon squad. Seventh Rounders, Save a Horse. Save, save a, a horse. horse. Warriors, Pardon My Swag. PMS. Warriors. Coed, Kiss My End Zone, The Rock. Can't pick it. Kiss my end zone by fifty. Kiss my end zone. And then a double header: Yin and Yang versus Kiss my end zone. Can't pick it. Kiss my end zone. Kiss by my end zone. Easy fun. Last sec. Easy fun. Easy fun. And that's gonna be our games of the week for week six. I have I have a call after. Mm-hmm. Well, Khan has been saying I'll show Lasek is close to getting the first win, and then he gets a chance to pick them, and doesn't. <laughs> During Square I'm a Squiggly Line well. Capital A, I'm a you realist. had your chance during Square Squiggly Line Capital A, and you didn't do it. I'm a capitalist as well. We take where the money's given to us. <laughs> the money line says otherwise. Uh, okay, so again, for those for Laval, check your emails, check the Facebook group and the IG post of what will be the situation for crowds, if they'll be allowed to come in or not. And don't forget, registration begins now for winter. It's already open. You can register until December 6th. Where's the outro song? We're still finishing this song as we're talking through things. Yeah, but we're wrapped up now. Yeah, but the song isn't finished. See, now you know how it feels, Mo. 
Now yeah. you know how it feels. Yeah, yeah, okay, all right. There you go. Anyway, so we, uh, again, for Laval, check out your emails. Check out the Facebook group or even the Instagram social media posts. We'll have it up tomorrow if there's a change for uh, crowds. Uh, registration going on for winter season. A deadline is December 6th. So if you're looking to sign up, you got a couple of more weeks, if not three more weeks left before it closes for the winter 2022 registration. And what else do we need to notify the uh, people? Uh, reminder, you need four games played for the knockout round. That's combined between qualification and the uh, preliminary. So if you don't have enough, if you've never played, you're screwed because there's only three games left. Some teams only have two games, actually. Otherwise, if you have one game played, you got to be the next three in order to be playoff eligible. Magic words, please. Robert Woods, huh? Tough break. <laughs> Good night, OBJ. No,